The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, March 6, 2021, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. It's new, it's green, and it's a bomb. Today, we drink and light up the same thing, a cigar that should pair perfectly, the Irish Car Bomb. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Tis the season that... The green cigars start coming out. The Candelo cigars for St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is March 17th, not this Wednesday. The following Wednesday is St. Patrick's Day, but a new firecracker is being released this week on it. So we thought we'd get to it, and it is the Irish car bomb. But before we get to the cigar itself, um, let's see where the name comes from because there's been a lot of problems with the name on social media. People are... Talking shit. Could you pick a worse name? This is a horrible thing. Um, Was anyone, did anyone have their feelings hurt or anything? Apparently. Apparently, it's a thing. Good. Um, So, what is the Irish car bomb? And according to Wikipedia and according to what I understood the Irish car bomb was, is um, the also known as the Irish slammer, the Irish bomb shot, or the Dublin drop. It's a cocktail. And I know it from the days of, it's been around for a long time, the days of going into the bar and people say, yeah, give me an Irish car bomb. Um, in some respects, if you if you know the Boilermaker, which is a shot mm-hmm. of whiskey and you drop it inside a beer, that's a Boilermaker. But this is the Irish version of that called the Irish car bomb, dropping a shot of Irish cream whiskey, Irish cream and whiskey into the glass of stout. Irish beer, uh, connecting all the Irish things together. So the name refers to the drink's ingredients. A third of a glass or a pint of Guinness Stout, a half of shot of Bailey's Irish Cream, and a half shot of Jameson's Irish Whiskey. The term car bomb combines the reference to its bomb shot as well as the noted car bombings of Ireland, which is why mm-hmm. people are bothered by it because a lot of people died. So, he, but we, we're this not, is the sensitive time in our lives. We're, we're not, not, we're not, we're we're just making a drink. We're not here to make a political we, statement about the past. No, but you can't have green eggs and ham anymore. What? Yep. No, old, I think you can. It's other Doctor Seuss. Other they had a problem Seuss. with. All right. Anyway, this is a- There's a problem with Dr. Seuss? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you do here? Six books were 
banned. Here's the thing. I don't I don't have not the, only can you not get the book, but if you own the book, you can't go on eBay and sell it either. <laughs> it, it has been around for a hundred years and you can't touch it now because there's something in it. I don't I, I got rid of cable with the whole divorce thing. I just yeah. it was an expense I didn't need, so I, I watch a lot of how to videos on the YouTubes. Yeah. <laughs> uh there this is a this is a real thing. You guys aren't oh, busting yeah. my balls. No, no. Real thing. Dr. Seuss. It's gone. Is gone. Gone. Six of them. Six titles. Well, can you tell me one of the titles, or is it so offensive? There was one with a zoo or something. It was none of the big names. Like Cat in the Hat. Is that still okay? That's okay. He was a burglar. <laughs> he was a burglar, and he was he was up to no good, having kids cause mischief. That's okay. That's, That's okay. Fine. It should all. But the be zoo okay. one. The, the zoo, zoo one's bad. There was some zoo one, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I. It's a cancer culture thing that's going on here now. Cancel. And not cancer. cancer. Whatever. Same thing. It's cancel. Anyway, so the idea is to layer, get whiskey is layered over the Irish cream. So I guess you're putting Irish cream first, and then you're putting the Irish whiskey on top of that, layering right. over. Then, I'm saying this because you're going to be assembling this thing. I have ah. to do it. Yes. All right. You're the bartender. And then the shot is dropped into the glass of stout. So we have a glass of stout that can't be full because the glass and the stuff ingredients is dropped Surface into area it, being right? what it is. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so I got some paper towels here anyway. We're going to try not to make a mess. Then the drink is consumed quickly. Can't sip the, it. As the cream will start to curdle. In a short time. Oh, that's great. So it should curdle in our stomach, not it's in the, curdle, not in the glass. Right. Have it curdle we're, in we're our gonna, stomach. We're going to make Irish car bomb cheese in here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that bowel movement tomorrow. I have never had one of these. You have never had it? I don't think I've ever had this. Yeah, this sounds terrible. I have terrible. not either, so this is it. This so is this, it. Is, this sounds like the worst drink I've ever heard of in my entire life. And maybe you're hoping that the cigar tastes like it. <laughs> I'm not. I have nothing to do with this other than no, I'm just saying this, say, this it, is out by your notes. It should pair perfectly. So there should be some well, sort they of both call the same exact thing. Wouldn't you imagine I, they per I think it's an oppositional pairing. I can't imagine your drink's going to taste grassy, whereas I expect this will have a, the cigar will have a grassy. Component. See, I have a good feeling about the Irish car bomb because the, the Mexican San Andreas wrapper on this, I think is going to boost the sweetness. Yeah. Well, Dave's been working an experiment, and I think whatever is at the head of the cigar determines a lot of yes. the flavor. Because that's what goes in your mouth. I've been trying a lot of different cigars. The exact same cigar reversing yes. what is on the head of the cigar. Yeah. It dramatically changes it. I would what expect that it lip. would, yeah. So while Kahlua was part of the original recipe of this cocktail, it is often excluded for the drink today. And for St. Patrick's Day, some refer to the original recipe as the Belfast car bomb, the original one. But the Irish car bomb now is with Bailey's Irish cream. Huh. So a half of we an ounce. Do we have a up here in case this is really disgusting? Or what are we no, throwing just up throw in? throw up in your mouth if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> huh. So right. first Bailey's. Bailey's goes first, and it goes in the shot glass, you're saying? It goes in half of it. Goes in the sh half a shot glass of that. I think you have to be careful with the Jameson's pour because you want it to layer on top. Right. You can't just oh, dump the Jameson's. Uh, I got, I got you on this. I know how to pop that. All right, go easy there. Pop that for us because this thing's, we don't want this thing to curl. All right. 
like a man, he does it. If he had a Perdomo hat, he'd be all set. Yeah, I've punched myself in the face trying to open bottles <laughs> on the Perdomo hat before. It doesn't go well. I, I usually take them apart and turn the, the bottle opener around. All right, so for people listening on the podcast, so that you don't, because you don't know what's going on, you can't see it, and you really should be seeing this. Uh, I am now attempting to float Jameson's on top of. Oh, I didn't. I ran out of beer here. The Bailey's. How's it going? It's all right. Then? That'll be yours. You're friggin' lightweight. Was it an easy float? Uh, it didn't float all that well, but no. I can see there's some action happening in the shot glass. So, so let's do it. Let's do it. We're all gonna right. drop this drop in. You're saying in. we drink the whole thing. Drop it. So okay. Up yours. To Barry. Who's not here. <laughs> to Barry. Hmm. Oh, who's winning? Jonathan finished. Oh, very close. I think it tasted good. But <clears throat> now you know. Wanna, the best I'm going to give you I is. I want to burp right now, but I won't. The best oh I God, can I'm give you is. the whole package. Steve Saka's. Um, Estimation on Barry's uh, kilo. It, it doesn't suck. <laughs> so it's a little coffee and chocolatey. Yes. A, yeah, there's a co- uh, like a creamy. I taste all the ingredients. But the problem is you're not really set up for a second one. We may have to do some cleanup at halftime. What, what is a second one? Barry's not here. We don't have to well, keep drinking. There's another bottle of beer there. There is. You're a troublemaker, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> it's my role. Not bad. I actually yeah, feel that wasn't bad. Just just coming off of March Madness yesterday, I'm, I'm that kind of perked exhausted, you up a little bit. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, I want to go out and start a fight. <laughs> <laughs> See now that's racially that's insensitive. Is that racist? <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's get to the cigar. Let's see if it all right. is. So uh, according to a United Cigar press release, with spring approaching and clovers sprouting. United Cigars has little more to share than just Irish well wishes. Expanding on their limited release offerings that were saved for Independence Day, United Cigars has started to expand on the popularity of the United Firecracker line that has been finding its way into more and more retail outlets. I'm starting to get drunk. Yeah. To celebrate this year's St. Patrick's festivities, why not pour a green beer and light up the Irish car bomb that features a Candela and Maduro barber pole finished with the unmistakable wick that the firecracker is known for. Cigars are sometimes meant to be celebrated with friends and smiles, says Oliver Naveau, Director of Operations for United Cigars. Did he give himself that title? That's a mouthful. Yeah. I've shared a few of these I've shared a few pints with friends over the years, and having the opportunity to now light up an Irish car bomb with friends is even more magical. Production on the Irish car bomb was limited to under 15,000 cigars, featuring a Dominican Candela and a Mexican San Andreas wrapper finished off with a green wick. The binder is Nicaraguan Criollo and Dominican Lajero, Nicaraguan and Pennsylvanian Broadly fillers, and the production was started late last year at the Mahica Cubana factory in Guarabo, Republica Dominicana. Dominican Republic. Irish car bombs will be sold as five packs with an MSRP of $30 and shipping to retailers now. All right. So Dominican Lajero, you know what that does to you. Yeah. Especially and now I know what the Irish car bomb is. I suspect what the Irish car bomb is going to do to me. It's so going to definitely work all the way around. I may not be on the show for the entire time. Yes, it's very possible. All right, let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. I was going to say 
O Perdomo or <laughs> something Irish to that, but I just couldn't pull it off fast enough. Yeah, Dave's drunk. <laughs> Perdomo, the brand, while all other cigars were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I am. I you know am the- a little buzz that fast. Is that possible? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know the the little and tests? All I really had is one shot and, and a half a beer. They do cognitive tests on people to see how quickly, you know, you can you get drunk and what, what happens, you know, touch your nose and all this stuff. I feel like it should be, this should be the, the disclaimer show for people deciding to drink on a podcast. You know, watch us deteriorate slowly well, into just a Jim mess. Jim Collison says every show should start with a shot. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, if I can get a sponsor, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. All right. So here we go. I have a tight draw, but that, I suspect, is because of the unfinished foot. So mm. you really can't. Going to leave the stem on? I, it already came off in my mouth. All right. I want mine off. It's tough enough. I got a Candela cigar, Dominican Lajero. I got a feeling I'm not going to like this. Period. Haven't had it yet. Ted Hughes says, uh, Dave says, too strong. <laughs> now, <We're> gonna- <laughs> I will say, though, on the uh, pre-light, it doesn't have as much grassiness as I would expect from the Candela. I taste it. I taste it, but yeah. it's not overpowering. I can taste that Dominican Lajero in there, though. Can you? Really? Yeah. All right. We're going to light our cigar today. With the Vertigo Hummer. The Vertigo Hummer features single action, three flames, powered by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. On the side, you've got a flip-out bullet punch, and at the bottom, there's an easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $29.99. That is the Vertigo Hummer. Thankfully, Barry's not here. I to picked say it something. just because he's not here. So <laughs> you gotta also, the draw I'm drawing in is Candela. That's mm. the unfinished foot. So I'm drawing yeah. Candela. I like Candela from time from time to really? time. I like it. Really? So that first, yeah, that first draw but was delicious. My foot is not Candela. Mine was. Mine definitely see, was. See that? Mine's. Yeah, you got the Maduro on yours. Yeah, I got the Maduro Maybe foot. You're good. So there's a choice here. I wonder if within a five pack you get a couple of different. Yeah. I don't know. Little spice going on. So yeah, I see on social media, uh, different people have put out the press release, and then you see comments when somebody does it, and a lot of negative. <laughs> they haven't had the cigar; it's not even been shipped out yet. But negative on the the, the uh, um, I don't know the name. Yeah, but you know, insensitive insensitivity of the name. Itself. Oh, look at you putting whiskey in your I'm going to go a little Irish coffee while we're here. And I, wow. If I gotta- um, there have been multiple calls to stay dressed for this show, Jonathan. Mm. <laughs> well, I am not but responsible for uh, the actions of drunk Jonathan. If you have a problem with how drunk Jonathan behaves, you take it up with drunk Jonathan. But open We're the, not there yet. At least open this beer anyway. And uh, I may or may not have another Irish cow bomb, but I, uh, maybe I'll just drink beer. <laughs> you could you could drink it out of a dirty glass and get a little remnant of that curdled yeah, schmuckus. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it is it is curled. It's all curled. That's already happening in your stomach, buddy. Down it. That's not good, right? Yeah, it's good. No, it's you good. can do it. You're good. Be delicious. 
What what little, I little bit of the other stuff, but what I what I wish that the world would do is uh, allow the pendulum to start swinging the other way and not get so butthurt about mm. everything all the time. You're trying to have fun and have a have a little something to do with uh, the Irish culture, and you're going to smoke an Irish car bomb. You're going to drink an Irish car bomb. Yeah, I mean the 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 unfortunate reality is that the we all think that everyone that's Irish is an alcoholic. In fact, of all the alcoholics we know, and just think of a couple right now. Yeah. They're all Irish. The first ones that come to your head are the Irish guys. Would we like if there was a Twins Tower drink that came crashing down or something (laughs) like that? We would be offended as Americans Mm -hmm. if there was something. I would not be offended in the slightest. I'm not suggesting that someone do it. Tragedy that happened in Ireland. Look at a tragedy that happened here at Twin Tower. So you got some sort of cake or something and the thing comes crashing down or catches on fire and falls down or something <laughs> happens. It, are we offended? Is it a drink? I don't know. It's a cake. It's a cake. <laughs> because you could you could say it's a tribute to remember that that happened and you don't want that no. to happen again. It's not. It's all in how you look at it. Yeah. We don't huh. want any more bombs to go off in Ireland, so we drink the Irish car bomb to remind us not to Set bombs uh, out and in make cars. history not disappear. Jim Miller says he's a drunk, not an alcoholic. Alcoholics <laughs> go to meetings. That's right. <laughs> and and a drunk is not a quitter. I, will, I appreciate that. I will drink to that. Nobody likes a quitter. No. The alcoholic is a quitter when you come when it comes down to it. He's given. We got to get you evening. a cup because this Irish coffee thing is it's happening. Huh? It's good. At the break, I'll get you. A- I like Kahlua. Or Bailey's in the coffee. I don't know about the... Um, no, the whiskey's delicious. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right. Mm. We'll have to have a break. We'll get you set up. <laughs> yeah, people are taking odds on whether you even finish the show today. <laughs> we are tired. I, I actually feel we are tired. better taking that show. A little bit, yeah. The joints yeah, are starting to loosen up. It'll go the other way by show's end. I'm, I'm sure. taking my sweatshirt off. Yeah. <laughs> This is how it starts. I'm just letting you know. Oh, thankfully, he's got a lot of layers. I do have a lot of layers. It's cold out. <laughs> I want to I wanna light it again. I want to keep hit it again. So, oh, yeah, you got to talking, and when it has an unfinished foot, if you're yeah. not yeah, paying attention. Yeah, you got to really drill it. Yeah. It is strong. It's bitey. <laughs> bitey as can be. There is, is it, a little bite. Is I will, it too strong? I will not say it's bite strong. from the candela, yeah. and then and then a, and it's the opposite of what a candela is because a candela tends to be the mildest of mildest cigars. It's so mild, it's mm-hmm. grassy. This is not mild and grassy. It's a well, bad combination. It's a firecracker, so it yeah. can't be mild. Do not listen to Dave. This thing is delicious. The bad combination. It's a, it's a combination <laughs> much like the Irish car bomb where there are, are things in here that you wouldn't think would go well together. The Irish and they car do go bomb, well. I thought it was going to be horrible. And it was, I did. It was I did. Good. I thought it was going to be like drinking liquid cheese. Is that your was, new drink? But it was I don't delicious. Know. <laughs> but it curls when I pull the other thing in. All of a sudden, it, look at look at this mess. Yeah, you got a in. separation of yeah. church and state no. going on in there. Is curling like curdling? Curdling. Yeah. Curdling. Okay. Yeah. It's like subscribing. (laughs) You know what I mean. I knew exactly what you meant. That's racist of you just saying that that I don't know my vocabulary, which, by the way. Because you're Italian? Yeah. What's that have to do with that? I don't know. That's what the race would come into it. All right. Um, 
No, next week we're going to do cigar vocabulary, and I'm going to kick some ass. All right. That'll be the difference of cigar vocabulary versus regular vocabulary. So you, your premise of the show was pairings, and the mm. next pairing is what do you pair with beer? Now, I'm not a big beer fan, especially I, I'm not, I just don't like the IPA stuff, the, the higher hops. I remember well, Perdomo and- came out with those... Beer ones that, yeah. that, and I tried each one with the thing. I tried. We it. did. We did a whole show on yeah. it, and it was good. I think that's the point. You got to look at it from the other way. What beer do you pair with a cigar? Because if you take a really hoppy beer, I think that overpowers almost any well, cigar. My brother is a huge IPA fan, and mm-hmm. once in a while he'll say, "Come Alcoholic. on, come on, <laughs> have a beer with me." And he'll put a beer down, and, and it's already open, and I'll, all right, I'll suck it up. And I smoke, for the most part, right now I've been smoking a shitload of Bandolero and Aladino Corojo Reserve. And both of those play well with mm. the hoppy IPAs because you have a very, with the, especially the Aladino, a little bit of a bitter component right at the beginning. And the two bitter components cancel each other out flavor-wise, and then you're left with the beer, the sweetness that's in that beer that he likes so jim collison says he's a big fan of porter with cigars uh, as am i that's it's almost syrup yeah it's a thicker chocolatey yeah. coffee style beer uh, that's uh, i could get down with that All right that was a big thing when i started in the cigar industry that people would do that ports you'd have a cigar with a port that's a wine, port wine. Okay. Porter talking, is closer to the stout. It's a very dark beer. Dark, thick, okay. rich. Which Guinness is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Dark, thick. That's good. It's almost, it's it's coffee chocolatey beer. Yep. All right, I'm going to try this. Coffee shots? Coffee and beer? This is going to be a beer shot. <laughs> Did you see the Coca-Cola coffee out there? Yeah. I got a six-pack at home. I haven't de- tried it yet. I, uh, uh, it sounds wrong. It sounds wrong, but I have it. I have it there. I'll maybe do it tomorrow and try yeah. it out. I have to try things. That's ah, how I am. I have to try. Take a, take a sip of the beer. Take a puff of the cigar. And you, this glass is gross. Just, it's, it's all curdled. <laughs> it's, it's like milk. You're going to have your own beer bottle in case we have to do something with the rest of this beer. I got more beer. It seems like an experiment that will go so horribly So take a wrong. sip of that. Now take a puff of the cigar. And the little bit of bitter that was in that beer is gone after the puff. Absolutely. And you're left with the sweetness. I 100% so, agree with Jonathan. And there's yeah, Barry should. From, from heaven, wherever he is. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Barry. <laughs> I love you, man. No, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Um, this is a good pairing. It is a good pairing. So what? All right. So you you want to look in terms of beer, and beer to me has a little bit of bitterness to it, except wonder, for where's Oliver? I would like to ask. He Oliver. was in the chat room earlier. Yeah. Hey, Oliver, did you try to pair that drink with the cigar? Was that meant to be? Because it certainly pairs with the Guinness really nice. It's really good with the Guinness. With with the, um, I think it was too grassy with the with the. Double shot there, which was creamy, and yet you got bitter. I don't think it paired well with the Irish Cow Bomb as well as it did with the Guinness by itself. I did smoke. Uh, I smoked a bench sample of the Irish Car Bomb. Uh, I was part of the uh, United Cigar panel. There you go. Uh, I was not. It 
When, they don't go to me for the firecracker. Before stuff. before he told me what it was, I had that Irish car bomby kind of experience with it. it. That a little bit of creamy, a little bit of the bitterness from the the beer, and then a little bit of the sweet coming in at the end from the Irish whiskey. How can I be buzzed so quick? For starters, you're a lightweight, but I am also buzzed. I, I am but not that's, light at all. <laughs> I'm a you're, light, you're a lightweight when it comes to drinking. Wow. This is actually a good level where I want to be. Yeah, yeah, don't drink anymore then. Stay right there. It I lasts longer right than here. you think it will. The pain is gone. <laughs> you know, it really took the rough edges off the um, my hips and joints and stuff from yesterday. We, we work like dogs. <laughs> Yeah, we did. It was a crazy couple of days. I didn't come near the place. I knew there was hard work going on. It was. It was. It was like working like regular people. No, it's so funny because people, you know, I've had conversations with people where I'm like, I'm exhausted. We just did this big sale. And they're like, don't you don't you sell cigars? Like, How much does a cigar weigh? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. We had to remove the seating area and take it to another floor. It's 45 a thousand, trips. A thousand people in eight hours. Yeah. Ooh. That's, That's a lot is. of people. Just imagine, just pick your favorite cigar and now have a conversation 200 times about that cigar. And just because you got to say that you got to hit all the bullet points about that cigar. It is rich. It is creamy. It has chocolate But it's notes. amazing how fast you can do it where normally it'd take you three, four minutes right. to talk about a cigar. You can do it in eight seconds <laughs> and move on to the next customer because there's so many people. Now, by the end. And they go, okay, I'll take four boxes. By, by the end, my, my oh. best pitch was I reached over and I grabbed a box of Bandolero and I said, you're going to like this. And I just <laughs> put it in the guy's basket. That's the pitch. I think he took it. I don't know. And I didn't care. Now, is Ed Santa Maria is still the undisputed register king. He is fast, but but there was uh, Trevor did a good job. There, Trevor stepped in for the second wave, we call yep. it. And Trevor has an interesting way of looking people up. Uh, we have a field in our system called Company, right. which we he never puts use. Weird nicknames, so and he can find. So there's a customer way. that looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin, the the professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so he put uh, Stone Cold 316 as the cheat code under Company. So that guy walks up to the register, and Trevor Stone has him pulled up. Lickety split. The guy's last name is Smith or something. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed's like, how did you pull him up so fast? And he says, well, he looks like Stone... The guy's standing right there. He looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's like, not sure. Should I piss him off and say... All right, he does. Bad? He does look like Stone Cold. Although some of them, you know, when I used to be at the register, Trevor would just yell out a random word. <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, I have no idea how this correlates to the guy who's there, but I'll go with it. That's how they say memory things, right? Yeah. I took a course on trying to improve my memory, <laughs> and there would be oddball things that you would do, and then you try to remember that oddball thing, but it's weird that you can remember the oddball thing, right. well, yet like, you can't remember... There's, there's three guys that shop with two guys smoke shop named Mark Moran. The guy that shops in Salem... Happened to be, when you sorted it, happened to be in the middle one time. And so we put middle as the cheat code. He's not in the middle all the time, but so we just look up middle. It's Mark in the middle. And he knows, just go to company, look under middle, and I'll pull up. And the new guys don't believe it. And they type it in, and there he is, Mark in the middle. Now, Trevor had me for a long time as special ed. Oh, see, now that's wrong. Is that racist? Or what is that? I don't know. Your stogie points number ties in with... uh, James Bond. James Bond so well. 57007. 
Ah. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you what happens there. So we have Stogie Points, which you get points if you come into the store. And, you know, much like American Express and things like that. And you get little things. And um, people that would come often into the store, we had to give them, because they never remember what their numbers is, something to help us. So if yeah. you got a 007. I, I got mine from Old Fart Freddy. He got right. sick of, you know, with Sullivan trying yeah, that's to annoying. find that. Yeah. You know, so he said, you're having this number, 57007. And you remembered it? You'd come up and... remembered it, yep. Okay, what's your last name? 57007. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, so your next, uh, your next item here is wine pairings. Yes. Do, do, do cigars so, pair with wine? They and do. that's how it all but, started, by the way, in the cigar industry, that people tried to say cigars paired with wine. I disagree. That's where you're wrong. But okay. so the first one you have here is white wine. Now, if you are a man and you are doing anything in your life except for eating fish, you shouldn't be drinking white wine. Why? It's not manly. It's not at all. manly. It's you, not manly at all. You can get away with a uh, French white burgundy, but that's about it. The, uh, there is an exception to every rule. It's not strong. It's not manly. The, what, what, it's, why makes it not? Because it's there's white. Two, there's two things. Number one, there, are, there seem to be an awful lot of whatever it is that gives you a hangover with white wine. And if you don't like throwing up, don't drink white wine. Yeah, but why? Because you can drink an entire bottle of red by yourself as a man, I know no a guy problem. that drinks a lot of white wine, and he started gaining a lot of weight because there's high sugar mm. content apparently in that or something. He had to get off white wine, but he likes it. And you could have white wine cold as opposed to regular wine has to be room temperature. Yeah. If you're a man, you drink red wine. <laughs> okay. And if you're a woman, you drink white wine and you put ice cubes in it. That's, that's how wine breaks down. So now let's go into the manly side of things. We're going to go into red wine. Red wine um, pairs great with cigars. What your your mistake is, if you don't think it pairs well, is how much time between when you took your sip and when you take your puff. Because as we learned with Mike Capolini, time is everything. You want to let the the heavy tannin settle on your palate before you take your puff because you're going to end up often in oppositional flavors. If you let a little bit of time go by between your sip and your puff, now you can get Jonathan, into some complimentary stuff. Kevin McNamara says, just drink whiskey and cut the shit. See, now I know who Kevin is. <laughs> he's a good guy, and he's on to something. How about uh, bad pairings? Like, what would you pair with, and I don't know if you're going to know this, but Ed Sullivan's going to know it, Moxie. Oh. Do you know what Moxie is? Oh, it's... That's the worst soda ever made. Yeah, ever so you'd have to go with the worst it. cigar ever I made. Know, I know you're, gonna, you're saying right now, I love Moxie. You, you're going to either go Tiamo or, or, or Onyx. Um, Jonathan, <laughs> Brian Myers says he's not sure he's going to take advice on how to be a man from you. <laughs> no. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to it. Um, something bitter like that. Oof. Bitter. With, with you candela. can feel your teeth being melted as you drink Moxie. It reminds me when I drink it of biting into tinfoil or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling you get? I drink Moxie and it's like, Ugh, like I bit into tin. Yeah, my, my pairing suggestion stands, if you're going to drink Moxie, if you're that kind of person, just smoke Tiamo and Onyx and you'll be happy for the rest of your life. Why are you against Mexican by itself? Earthy. Because That's what I say Tiamo is. It's, it's too, not a bad cigar. It's well, earthy. It draws well and it smokes fine, but it is 
just just go outside, get a teaspoon, and just go right. you know move the grass out of the way, and just get the stuff under the grass and eat that. Earthy's being kind. It tastes like dirt. It's earth. Yeah. <laughs> How about this one? What do you think? This was a, a really good pairing with the Guinness. I didn't try the Irish whiskey by itself. Hang on. Clothes have to stay on, according to our uh, listeners. I've never listened to the studio audience or the chat box unless they say shoot it. Huh. Makes your muscles feel better, though, right? Yeah, it does. It's medicinal, purely. See, that's a good time. I know it works well with the Guinness, for sure. You want to drink out of the other side of my cup? So on on St. Patrick's Day, no. On St. Patrick's Day, March 17th, I will have a Guinness, because I have extras, have a Guinness and an Irish car bomb, because the Irish car bomb, and maybe because I have a couple of drinks in me now, at the very beginning, I'm saying, that, okay, this is going to be way too powerful because of um, the Lajero Dominican in particular. We'll see if it ends up pull, pulling itself off, but what... Dominican Lajero typically does is cause a uh, laxative reaction, laxative, <laughs> laxative reaction, which I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's, I'm okay with it. as long as it's not during the show. We'll see how that pulls off. All right, let's let's take a break. We come back. What should you pair with this? All kinds of pairings and all kinds of things I put together. We'll see if we can just name cigar brands that would pair well with the crazy things that I have planned. Let's get crazy, and let's get uh, live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua. The Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're smoking the Irish Cobb Bomb and we're drinking. We had the Irish Cobb Bomb drink. Now we're on to uh, coffee. And Irish coffee? Irish coffee. The, uh, the audience is saying that Wikipedia got it wrong. Okay. That you're supposed to put the Jameson in first and then you float the Baileys on top of that. Oh, I, I cut and pasted, so I read exactly yeah. what it said. So Which we, makes sense because Wikipedia the cream is wrong sometimes. Float. Is what you're saying? It's not 100 percent accurate. It's not. It's not 100 percent accurate. Are they saying that so we do it again? I can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm good. <laughs> it curled. They really curled it fast. It and, did, and, I, and we did drop it and shoot it. And for all the all of those listening to the podcast, he does mean actual sliding a stone across ice. <laughs> Curling. He doesn't mean turning curds. In the, in the milk. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Tom Criswell said that he can interpret Dave's accent better when he's slurring. Yes, it does make it <laughs> easier. It's amazing to me that the little that I had, because really it was really only one shot and a half a beer. So I had one and a half drinks, mm-hmm. and I am, I'm buzzed that fast. That's, that's Then I the had facts, another, another half a beer, and now Irish you coffee. Had another sip of beer, and there's less than a shot in that coffee. Just okay. so you can have a taste. Good. <clears throat> hmm. All right. So you promised us some oddball pairings. I did. So I have a bunch of them here. 
Uh, no, not necessarily all oddball, but you having steak. What do you pair Perdomo. with steak? Perdomo's a steak. You go Perdomo, and right. it's twentieth sun grown because you got a lot of flavor going on in both. Mm. So you want to pair. Not opposites. You Not know. in that case. I'm going at steak. That's what I think about when I smoke well, Perdomo's well, 20th Sun Grown. What kind of steak? Does, oh, it matters. But it might. I mean, are we talking ribeye? Yeah. Yeah. I like a ribeye. I, I like to have a strong cigar after a steak. So During. Well, that used to be the way we did things I still back do in it. the day. I still do it. You don't do that anymore? No. Oh, you got to get yourself a kitchen and a house. Oh, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I, Sullivan, please don't take any offense to that. He's drunk. Yeah. I aspire to that one day. I yeah. mean, sure. I got the Tesla, so I'm, yeah. ca- I'm catching Welcome up to you. Catch up. Uh, I had Perdomo on my list. I also had Kristoff. Meaty cigars. Yeah. When I smoked the cigar, the I vengeance. Say, this is medium. The vengeance. Meaty. Is is another good pairing. So not that I would eat this, but other people do. Salmon. What do you have with a salmon? <sighs> salmon, I think you go. upstream. Does that matter? Yeah. Now, is this raw salmon or is it cooked? I cooked. I'm not talking raw. Do you that's, eat raw salmon? That's stupid. Why would you ever cook it? It's perfectly good raw. Uh, if I was going to have salmon, I would have it raw. But, and I would take... Something like uh, the Aganorsa. I'm not big on Connecticut, but that would be the time the Connecticut box press that was Cigar of the Year a few Salmon years is a, back. Is a, is a light fish or a heavy nah, fish? It's heavy. very fishy. It's, very fishy. I don't that's, like why it. I don't, that's why I don't No, do it. raw, it's, there's no fish taste no to it raw. whatsoever. You saying raw. You asked me raw. I said not raw, and you still say raw. Yeah, because I'm not eating it if it's so cooked. why would you ask me? You said raw. <laughs> I'm going raw. I'm going Aganorsa, Connecticut. Macaroni and cheese. Did I make it, or is this craft shit? This isn't craft shit, but you didn't make it. But it's good macaroni. I'm out and on cheese. that too. You're it's not creamy. eating it. Creamy. I'm not eating it. But what do you got to pair with it? It's there. It's <clears throat> the meal today. My meal would be something uh, I, cigar related. I'd at that go point. Connecticut shade on that. So did I. I might. I I might go with a Lagiana. No. I have that. No. And I have Aganosa leaf, and no. I have La Galera, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. No, you guys are missing the with boat. mac and cheese. You're mac and cheese, you right. want you I want am. to add a little opposition to Dave, that. Do you have that so drop? Dave is absolutely right. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big. Good I'm enough. That's, I'm right. You're wrong. With mac and cheese, you you're gonna you're gonna pair the creaminess with something that is gonna be peppery and a, a little more aggressive. You're gonna go Padron 1926 number six. In the natural, no which way. is going to have a You're lot more pepper. See, our audience members are nodding really? their head because what's better on mac and cheese than fresh crushed pepper? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. You're so at wrong, point, Ed Sullivan. In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I Except award you for no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Freaking drop never ends. <laughs> Except for Pam, who agrees with me, so you just called Pam an idiot. No. I hope you're proud of yourself. Pa- Pam's correct. You're wrong. Chili. <laughs> Chili. Here's a meaty with beanie with uh, spice. sauce with some spice, maybe some cheese on it. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna go chili, which is gonna cause its own problems later, you may as well get it out of the way right now and go LFD. 
Hmm? Not bad. I would say LFD too. LFD, now you're going to go. You, you're going to go L500 Escuro on that oh, one, which is Big Jim's favorite. Yeah, that's, that's actually that's a, a chili cigar. All right, all right. not big disagreement on there. Hummus. You've never had hummus I in have your not. life, so that goes with salmon. <laughs> I you never even, had that either. Do you know what it is? It's peapod, cracked chickpeas. Yeah. Do you know the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? No. I don't either, but I know I've never had a garbanzo bean on my chest. Back what does to the, that mean? It means he's had a chickpea on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hummus. Ed Sullivan. Or hummus. Way to be subtle. Uh, with hummus, you've got a little bit of a lemon component with that. You've got a little bit of olive oil. So you want something that maybe has some floral citrus. component to it. Uh, maybe even some citrus. So you could go Nicaraguan. You could say Nesta Miranda Special Selection ah. would be good. Mm. Big seller yesterday, by the way. Big. Yeah. Big seller. There's, there's, there is none left. <laughs> that <laughs> it was, if we had they, more, we would have sold more. Right. My God, they sold good. So I'm, I'm looking at this for a lot of reasons. If we're having an event with somebody, what should we serve? So when you end up saying that, we got Nesta Miranda coming. We're going to smoke Nesta Miranda. Maybe we should do hummus. Should be as the meal. That's a good part of the meal. At, at the very least, ah, Jonathan, get a big bowl of hummus. Everyone beer can just dip and beards in. Uh, points out. You want some tahini in that hummus too. You do. You do. That's an important component. Yeah. I don't even know what tahini is. I think it's sesame seed paste, but I'm not sure. He's okay. correct. Yeah. All right. How about donuts? What goes good with donuts? What kind of donut are we talking here? Yeah, a dozen donuts, dozen mixed. We're going to have donuts. Everything and- goes good with donuts. Now, if you go in maple glazed, you've got Aladino uh, regular Corojo, which has a, uh, especially in the Santi size, it has a little bit of a maple bacon kind of thing. So you, you're going to, you're not going to take a bite and take a puff immediately. You're going to let that it's not really a maple settle on. Maple, maple bacon. Now, now you're going crazy. Dave, did you have one of those donuts Chef Charlie brought? I did. Yeah, the good donuts. I caught him. Right? You should have, have seen. A, I had probably went a year without eating a donut, and I just could not not You should it. have seen the look at his face. I happened to walk Pure up to joy. the top of the stairs. He's got his head inside the donut box, <laughs> and he's pretending like it's not a fat guy move. He's breaking the donut in half <laughs> just in to- case he gets caught. It's only half a donut, but I know that was his second half. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> this this fat shame. I can't get past this fat shame that I have. I was shaming you for eating donuts, not for being fat. Oh my god! Well, the two are somewhat correlated. I don't think so because he went a whole year without eating donuts. He broke the curse. That's true. He didn't need to it eat was that worth donut. It. Chef Charlie, where are those donuts? Those were um, Clems. 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 Yeah, they, they make a good donut. Good. They and they don't go donut. crazy huge on yeah. it like some of them do. It's Man, it was yeah, but you it. can't argue with Davis Square Donuts. Listen to me. I'm Barry now. Davis Square Donuts, my buddy Mark is the baker there. Yeah. He brings us in donuts from time to time. Wow, those are good donuts. They're massive. But it's a meal. They're done right, and they are a meal. All right, I got to take the band off. The uh, Irish Car Bomb. And I will say with this uh, Irish Car Bomb, it's a much better balance Cigar than I expected. It's it to good, be. but but the, I'm buzzed. So can maybe. I just can I just answer? Because I know somewhere on your list you're going to throw to my divorce somehow and ask about <laughs> what the pairing up, is. That's coming up later. Okay. Let's go to spaghetti and meatballs. Spaghetti and meatballs. You have uh, a little bit of acidic with the tomato sauce. You've got a fatty component and some salt with perhaps some cheese in the meatball. 
Um, you're going to want a cigar that can stand up to that. I'm going to say you go. You're going to. You're not going to like this, but it's Byron Discanditos. Oh, because wow. it is. People, I get excited for spaghetti and meatballs. That is a that is a dish that I could have at a higher end restaurant if they do it well. It's one of the best meals you can eat, and that is one of the best cigars I've ever smoked. So See, I, that's I one of my favorites. I was also going to go Byron. Really? Well, just because yeah. Oliver is the meatball champion. Yeah, that's a stupid reason to go Byron. Yeah, you're stupid. Thanks. How about how about with um, with drinks of the Moscow Mule? Now there's a drink. That I had years ago mm-hmm. with Eric Hansen. Never had it before. I found it very interesting. Very uh, tannic with the, like, you can taste the, the, the mug The ginger on it. beer. You can yeah. taste that copper. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you, the one, that, the one that really goes well with that, there's two, but the one that goes the best is their box-pressed Berlin Wall series. Mm-hmm. It's a great pairing with a Moscow Mule. And the other one is another cigar by them, the Tradition in the Toro size is a very good pairing. Tequila, do you drink tequila? Does it make well, a big comeback? Tequila, right you now? got you got margaritas, which is how most people know tequila. But you can get a decent sipping tequila for not a lot of scratch. Um, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of citrus component going on there. It's a whole different world of tequila. Me and Ed remember tequila as shit booze. Nasty. <laughs> yeah, That was the real garbage it's stuff. It's become yeah. like scotch. Yeah. Uh, I would say you could go something along the lines of CLE in the Connecticut, 1118 size, but you don't, you don't pair them right away. You wait until you get to the bulbous part of that 1118 when it kicks into high gear. <laughs> Coffee. Then you have your shot of tequila. Coffee. Every cigar. Every Cigar. Every cigar I do a coffee, but Goes with I, coffee. I thought you were going to go with Aladino Corojo and a cup of coffee in the morning, which mm. he does every single day. Every he, day. He does the high-end one, the, yeah, um, the reserve. Corojo reserve. reserve, but I say the regular Corojo with a cup of coffee is the bomb. See, the regular Corojo, you got to save that for if you have a maple bacon donut. That's, <laughs> that's what that cigar's for. Hmm. Really? Tea. It's a little douchey to try to pair tea. It doesn't work. Mm. So I like tea. And every time I've had tea with a cigar, it kind of ruins it. It doesn't work, unfortunately. I don't know why. I love tea. And they go fine with donuts and they go fine with a lot of things. They don't go with cigars because there's some sort of metallic type of thing that ends up happening. Tea can be on the tannic side. It's not always a complimentary thing. How about this? One of your favorites, milk. We argued for 30 straight days about whether or not to serve milk in the Studio 21 podcast cafe. Just a glass of milk. 30 days prior to opening. The Garofalo family are milk drinkers. <laughs> we drink milk. And he thinks nobody I've, in the world does. So I've never, except for, except for Gianna, I almost said La Gianna, except for Gianna at breakfast, I have never seen somebody order a glass of milk over the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Ordering milk as your drink is not a thing. You don't pair cigars we, with milk. We do. You don't drink milk by itself. Milk is to put in cereal and to add a little fluffy nature to baked goods. That's it. But it's not true. But that's how you, how you do it. In our family, we, we have milk. And what about <laughs> chocolate milk? 
Does that become a different thing now Now it's acceptable? Adding chocolate, chocolate to milk? Chocolate milk I will accept up to the age of 15. After that, <laughs> no. Strawberry milk? Co- uh, there is no age where that's acceptable for a man. How about coffee milk? That's the you know, state drink of Rhode Island. No, this 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 show has gone off the rails. You're, you're, not, you're so against milk. You're not pairing things with milk. It's not a thing. So when I met Jonathan, he was against milk from the day I met him. And yeah. he drank almond milk and he drank it's soy milk. milk and all I did not walk stuff. around with a container of almond milk. That's not that's not true. I would put almond milk in my cereal and you thought it was crazy. And you never saw me drink almond milk. Do you, what what is your problem with, with cow milk? What is the as a kid you grew up and you you weren't allowed milk. You had no, water had. in your cereal. <laughs> we, had, we were poor, but we had milk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just you don't. are very against milk. Because you don't drink milk. People drink milk. People don't drink milk. Pam, you drink milk? No. Dave, you drink milk. You have a glass of milk sometimes. All right. Well, you're a man child. <laughs> Glenn, do you drink milk? No. All right. So two out of three. Milk? Any mil- more milk drinkers back here drinking a glass of milk? No. No one's doing it. I drink more milk than you I do and Dave Irish bombs, both have the sure. same name, and you both like drinking milk. Obviously, there's a problem with the name Dave. Ed Sullivan, you don't you don't ever drink a glass of milk? Never. Not since I was about ten. Really? No. You Makes your body strong. You're out. Those strong bones. <laughs> does a body good? Yeah. You're out shoveling because your snowblower broke, and you get a little bit of a chill, and maybe you mix some Ovaltine in some milk, and you heat it up, and you get a little bit of that going on. Well, you have hot chocolate. It's okay. Well, here's the whole thing: the hot chocolate bomb. So oh, this yeah. is the Irish car bomb. Do you know what a hot chocolate bomb is? Yeah, your wife made me take two home at Christmas. Did you do it? Yeah. And delicious. Delicious. You got So you get this round <laughs> ball, you put it in a glass, you pour hot milk over it. You could have put hot water, but hopefully you did hot milk. No, it was hot milk. Nice. Dave, that's hot chocolate. I also added a little bit of uh, whiskey to it. And really? And I made myself a little party. Uh, Paul Kraft knows why Jonathan doesn't drink milk. His mom stopped breastfeeding too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All the kids in the neighborhood were complaining. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> hot chocolate bomb and a cigar. Hot chocolate. <laughs> it is good. I'll give it to you. And what do you, what do you mix with that? Now, there's a Padron right there. Certainly. Oh, yeah. That Very chocolatey. But you, Padron you, Anniversario Toro Maduro. I think, I think on- I'd even take the 1000 Series with that. It'd be great. Yeah. I think you got to go with something that is on the drier side, which would be JFR, Lunatic, Short Robusto, Habano. You got a little bit of dry, you got a little bit of spice, and the hot chocolate is going to add to that smoke rather than uh, have the two clash, which you'd have with Padron. You're going to lose your chocolate if you're smoking Padron with hot chocolate. All right. I think you go oppositional with something as sweet and rich as as a chocolate bar. That's a Sunday afternoon thing for me tomorrow. Is a uh, hot chocolate bomb. Nice. And a Padroni and a Vasario Toro Maduro. It's a I winner. Like the Toro one. I just Perfect. Bar- I just Barry Stein on the floor. I'm embarrassed. I saw you. <laughs> I'm going to have to get the vacuum. I saw you. I let, I let it go. I let it go because, uh, hey, where we are. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? We got, um, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. 
Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) John Arwood, 31 years old, and Amber Campbell, 25, went into a janitor's closet for cleaning supplies at Daytona State College. When the spring-loaded hinge latched the door behind them, they lost cell phone coverage and the ability to call, text, or email for help. After two agonizing days, one of them decided to try the doorknob, which had not been locked at all for the entire time. They walked out and obviously told people about it, which is insane. And that's asylum. Were they having a child? No. (laughs) I don't think so. All right. Did you ever call because something doesn't work and it's not plugged in? No. No? You have, huh? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just not working at all? It's not lighting up. (laughs) It's not plugged in. That's what it reminds me of. And do the people you call say, is it plugged in? Yes. Yes. (laughs) First, make sure it's plugged in. Okay, never mind. Is it on? I'm embarrassed. Let's see you later. Uh, Next week, Cigar Vocabulary, we're going to talk about... uh, you make fun of my vocabulary? I don't know how words. Let's see how good you guys are of cigar vocabulary, the words that are used in the cigar industry. And uh, the following week, we're going to go to the flavor wheel that we had before, mm. and we're going to extend this into these crazy flavors that we get, followed by March 27th, just a few days before the Cigar Authority, which was April 1st, mm. 11 years ago, our 11-year anniversary party. And we're going to have cake, and we'll be nice. here. So come on up if you want to do it. No big thing. But if you're a care package member, you get it, right? Are you a care package member? You'll get it if you, if you see what that is. So let's go to some more oddball pairings quickly. The Manhattan. Uh, you've got uh, sweetness. I'm going to say you go with something on the drier side, maybe. Uh, Davidoff? Davidoff mm. in a Manhattan sounds right to me. Yeah, you could go there. Margarita, maybe a special tea. Margarita—that's tequila. Yeah, so, same on there. So you have a Teamo. <laughs> <laughs> if you got an espresso martini, would it be different than having a martini? I think espresso martinis are—they're—they're um, they're very coffee forward. A little bit of sweetness. I think anything that goes with coffee go, is okay with a coffee martini. Mai Tai. Let's go Chinese. Smoke something that's not going to make you sick because there's a lot of alcohol in there. Yeah. But I know Barry would, because he's a big rum drinker and Mai Tai has a lot of rum in it. So There's a lot of sugar in there too, so that might offset the the strong cigar. Yeah, you could go Neanderthal. So this is a good question for him because I've seen him post pictures before. Bloody Mary and a cigar. To me, gross. Tomato Hmm. and a a cigar. I know he talks spaghetti and meatballs, but... Bloody Mary, a tomato juice. If you do a bloody, juice? if you do a Bloody Mary correctly, it's an entire meal by itself. So now you're just pairing a cigar that goes well with the meal. You got the hot peppers, you got the celery. Do you ever use bacon? Shrimp? Oh, shrimp. shrimp. Yeah, lobster ones up here. Yeah, mojito, fruity, right? Mojito, minty. Maybe you Cohiba. get away with smoking an acid. <laughs> <laughs> Go acid amigos. <laughs> All right. So here it is. What do you pair 
with your divorce. Well, I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say thank you to my buddy Brett, who happened to be there when I opened up the paperwork that came through. The divorce is final, and he said, "What Byron you want to smoke?" And I said, "I think I'm gonna go with the Venecianos, the the torpedo." And he said, "I'm buying it for you." So he bought me a Byron. Wow. I begged him not to, but he said, "Nope, I'm doing it." That's the one. He offered the rest of the guys in the uh, store. He's a good The guy. same thing. He's a very good guy. Yeah. So I guess that's what I would pair with the final documents of a divorce because well, I did it. if you reconcile and remarry, then you got to give the cigar back to him. Fair enough. Uh, but I also, uh, my buddy Al out here gave me a uh, Aladino Vintage as a, a consolation prize, and I smoked that as well. Hmm. So I went both so, ends of the spectrum. I went expensive and cheap. So I know when you have a child, you get a box of cigars. <laughs> But when you get divorced, are you, is I didn't say you were cheap. <laughs> Calm down there, princess. Is this something to celebrate? What, a divorce? Yeah. 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 No, it's People like a do. Death. No, you really? No, oh, it's, yeah. it's another chapter of your life. It's, it is what it is. We both wanted it. It's not, it's not like one of us said, I want a divorce, and the other one said no, and we're fighting about it. Well, that's how you get through your day, but I don't believe that. <laughs> celebrate a colonoscopy. The colonoscopy went well. What do you have? Now that's you can't a- smoke one while you're having the colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't allow it. I don't know you why. Mean during the because procedure you, yes, itself? during the procedure. <laughs> no. Because you are awake even though yeah. you forget what ends up happening. But imagine having a nice cigar while the colonoscopy is going on. Now, you gotta, you got to be, be careful with colonoscopies because it, there could still be a little bit of residual something coming out huh. from the tube and all the stuff no, you drank. Cleared. There still out. could be something, so you don't want to go too crazy. No. I'm going to say that the little petite robusto that Regis puts out, that little Nicaraguan, Ooh, that's a good it's just one. enough. It's perfect, where, but it's you. not enough that you're going to be over the top and have to poop again. Have you done the polonoscopy? No. So you have no idea. No. Oh, Ed, you've done it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can try to schedule one I've for next week a, if you I've want been, me to for the show. But it's going to. Sh- how old are you now? It's going to cost you like five hundred bucks. How much are you? Uh, how old are you? Forty-two. With one year experience. What does that mean? I stopped aging at 42. Ah. Oh. Weddings? Expensive, right? Yeah, you go higher end, Adobe, Byron. Awake. Now, we just had a little get-together. You got to just pick the right cigar for for the the deceased. For the person. So when Ed Sullivan finally meets his untimely demise. He already has the cigar. I have a cigar that he gave me, which was uh, Zeno, that was made by Camacho a million years ago. A uh, Zeno made by Camacho? Called yeah. Connoisseur. Yep. And I have one left. He gave me a couple. I have one left. And I said, when you finally kick the bucket, that's the one I'm smoking. And I plan on putting the ashes in the coffin with you. I'll sneak right. them in. I, I think I bought that in 94 or 5. From me? No. Oh, I've lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> I... But for Uncle Howie... To be fair, I didn't buy it. Somebody gave me a box of those. They were purchased in Pittsburgh. Ah, But for Uncle Howie, you broke out the Partagas 160s, which was the last full box that you know that you bought from him. Yep. And it was sealed. Yep. And you you gave it to everybody. Yep. It was good. It was good. Um, And the last one is, is a cookout. Do you degrade the cigar because it's an outdoor cookout? What you do is on the top layer. It doesn't layer, matter. You have hot dogs and hamburgers, and you say, "Okay, I got to go down." No, no, no it's no. a cookout. Right? On the top layer, you have the absolute shite from your humidor. The next layer, you go decent brands, 
And the bottom layer is the shit you plan to smoke. And maybe you got a good friend that you know is going to appreciate a good cigar and you give them one on the sly. Now, anybody can go in your humidor and the more adventurous or the, let's say that the cheap friend is going to lift up to see what else you have. But they're not going all the way to the bottom. So, oh, here so we go. So you the opposite. The top shelf is the bottom shelf in your humidor. Because I'm not wasting perfectly good cigars on someone that's going to take two puffs and throw it away. No way. Well, what are you smoking? It's the cookout. Uh, me? I got... Uh, one-year-old Aladinos on one half, and then uh, soon-to-be one-year-old Bandoleros on the other half. See, for me, it's weather-dependent on the cookout. If it's a really humid day, I'm not wasting a good uh, cigar. They just don't taste the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go to break. Uh, when we come back, a new wrapper on an old brand that changes everything. Also, we had a guest on our show a few times... And he came to me to make a change. That change is he is now working for us. Dun, dun, dun. We'll get to that and more when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, passionado. 
Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. We're back, and we're ready to light up an old brand with a new wrapper that changes everything. And uh, somebody jumped the ship from rep to retailer. Welcome back, everybody. To the Cigar Authority, we just wrapped up the Irish Cow Bomb. People are asking, when is that coming in? I understand a week from now that the brand is supposed to be out in time I'm for sure it'll St. Be, Patrick's Day. be on the website rotating Typically, when it comes in. I just, I just saw the bill of lading, so I hmm. believe in that same shipment of the, the bill I saw that we're close. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So, all right, we have a uh, second cigar to light up, so let's get to it. What do we have here? This is the Perla Del Mar Corojo Corona Gorda. Handmade at the J.C. Newman Factory in Pensa, J.C. Uh, Newman Pensa Factory in Nicaragua, the new Perla Del Mar is a significant refinement of the Perla Del Mar cigars that J.C. Newman launched in 2012. Although Perla Del Mar cigars were good, they were not totally satisfied, said Drew Newman. We wanted to make them better, and that's exactly what we did. 
we are thrilled to reintroduce Perla Del Mar. Perla Del Mar Perla Del Mar's existing shade and Maduro blends have been strengthened with aged Nicaraguan filler tobaccos and a new flavorful Corojo blend. Rolled with a robust Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, Perla Del Mar cigars are now shaped in classic Tampa-style pressed and packed in traditional bands and boxes. Perla Del Mar is a historic cigar brand that traces its roots to Cuba back in 1905. All right, so a Ecuadorian Corojo. Correct. And the hmm. size that we're smoking is a five and a half by 46. And these cigars are not due out until May. Okay. So we have a soft box press on it. They yeah. call it Tampa box press. I've never heard that terminology before. Um, but I, I believe what it is, is the cigar gets put into the box, um, kind of high humidity, and then presses itself as opposed mm. to put it in any kind of mold. And this is why they would, on those older boxes, you would see there'd be a nail sticking out of the bottom because on the old box tools, you had a nail puller. Yeah. That nail was to keep that box sealed, closed, so that it would mush the cigars down. And how go. many times did you gouge yourself with a nail over oh, the Oh, the worst is you, you go to flip the box open and you go to grab a cigar and the box bounces back and <laughs> stabs you in the hand. Yeah. Used to always have oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it happen to customers and stuff. You know, back in the old days, people would inspect a box of cigars before making a purchase. It still happens in Europe, from what I understand. You'd buy a box of cigars, and you wouldn't leave with the box sealed. You'd actually open right. it up and inspect. And that tool was used at the counter that would open the box up, pry that nail off the mm -hmm. cigar. Pop, even round cigars had the nail on yep. the box, and then show it off. And from what I understand... Um, the nails started going away because people started getting stabbed with the nails. Yeah. And I I could be wrong, but I heard that it was a Toro Fuente cigar and it happened in New Hampshire, and it wasn't our store, that some guy ended up making a big deal when he ended up getting stabbed by the, the thing came down on him. And then Fuente stopped with the nails in the boxes at that moment. And then that, that became an ongoing thing of not, you know, not sailing with the nail. And if, especially if the box stood around this for This is the wussification of the country. I know. This you happened stab yourself with a nail, and you get mad at the manufacturer for putting it there. This you, was in the 90s. You had to pry the box open. You can see there's a nail there. That's why you're Usually prying rusty, it. rusty, by the way, because it's sitting in a humidor. Whatever. Get a tetanus shot and, and move on with your they, life. Apparently, you can't put razor blades in with cigars either. Skip Martin. <laughs> his flat-top cigar came with a razor blade. And that's how you would cut the cigar with a razor blade on the top, and that had to go away too. So, yes, the world has changed. I'm not happy about it no. either. But Stop it has. saying the world has changed. Jonathan, the world has turned into a bunch of wusses. Jonathan, are there any that you can think of that still use a nail? The last time I got stabbed was uh, two years ago, uh, and uh, it was such a non-event, I didn't even put it in my diary. Yeah. So, no, I can't tell you the last time I saw a nail other than that. All right, let's give it a cut and light. This is the Perla Del Mar Corojo. It's time to cut the cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. True story. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. And for the record, this is me complaining about people being wimps. I dance with men for crying out loud. <laughs> I, I, on the list of manly men that you know, right. I'm not on it. 
No. And I'm telling you that you whining that you got stabbed with a nail from a box of cigars means you're a wuss. Okay. All right? They don't have it anymore. It's barely on there. Pre-light draws sour cream and onion chips. Mm. I can get on board with that. It's in there. Salty, too. (laughs) (laughs) Salty. We're going to light our salty sour cream and onion (laughs) cigar with the Vertigo Hummer today. The Vertigo Hummer features single action, three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. On the side, you've got a flip-out. I got no fingernails. Flip out bullet punch and easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of twenty nine ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Hummer. Feel the weight of that lighter. Yep. Uh, so a lot of lighters yesterday. So a lot of everything. We sold a lot of lighters yesterday. Uh, he doesn't have any fingernails because he's been biting them because we're gearing up to do, do our March Madness sale where we put everything on sale for one day just to clean out. Some products that they well, sell. Well, and it's not just that day. The setup the day before oh, yeah. is grueling yeah. and then tear down Set Setup for the entire week before yeah. is grueling. Yeah. The, what, I, what kills me, and listen, I love the guys that come and sit in the lounge, but the amount of complaining that happened because one day eight chairs got moved. They yeah. still had seats. No one was without a seat. Eight chairs got moved. And it's not everybody, so don't look at me, Al. Uh, the amount of complaining I had to deal with because the seating area got changed to set up for this thing. And it's like, I have to do it the day before. I can't. There's too many things on the list to do it the day of. Right. The, the best year was when you had those old camp chair yeah. giveaways that were Listen, for sale. So people bought them to go sit in the lounge. We had a bunch. We, went, we go downstairs and I see all the chairs <laughs> down there. I says, oh, we can just bring them upstairs and we can sell these all off in one second. Everybody said, don't you remember? They bought the chairs yeah. and then they sat there <laughs> they all sat day. There, yeah. They bought their own chair. I'm like, which oh, is yeah. not it's not that people sitting down in the lounge is a problem. If you parked across the street. And you're not taking up a parking spot, but there's so few parking spots. Right. Yeah, we only That's get the one, thing that we we're get battling. one time a year to end up pulling this off. And believe me, it changes it changes the game. For it us. changes it. We were able to get rid of product um, that we bought wrong that we shouldn't have bought. Uh, good brands and stuff, or stuff but certain sizes. stuff that just kind of fell out of favor yeah. with the, the public. Another brand comes in and it kind of steals all the customers. Yep. Take take a brand like Pro Del Mar. We're taking this brand on, the Corojo of it. The packaging changed. The whole thing ends up looking different. They tweaked the blend because they said it wasn't good enough. So they tweaked it. So what do we do with the ones that we're sitting on? Where they tweaked it and made it better. You it's very, very it's hard, hard to, to sell, sell the one that they said wasn't as good as the one, right. the version at the same price. So we have to get rid of it. And that's what ends up happening. All of a sudden, we're seeing this in advance. We have a lot of inventory, and we just pull it off like a Band-Aid, and it goes away in a day. We got one shot a year to do it. Weather turned out good. When I say good, it was still 30 degrees out. Right. But it wasn't raining no snow. or snowing. Yeah. So it was a win for us. Um, all right. That being said, um, the cigar industry is changing. We're going to get deep into it in the after show. But um, with COVID-19 happening, the cigar manufacturers uh, are looking at their industry a little different, their company a little different because – they had barely anybody on the road at all last mm-hmm. year, and some of them are reporting higher than normal sales. And as far as the reps go, the reps were making a couple of phone calls now and then. Listen, if they have 75 retailers across their whole territory, and in a course of a month, they're calling an average of two a day, 
just to say, hi, how you doing? Uh, they got paid, and they got paid well, and they didn't do much, and the manufacturer looks at it and says, okay, they're worthless, which is not true at all. They built a territory, and they're maintaining the thing, and the weirdest thing in the world is that I know of in my lifetime has ever happened, but we're seeing manufacturers get rid of reps, and some manufacturers are going direct to consumer, and either via online, on stores, on uh, straight to uh, retailers from a factory. All these things are happening. A change is happening dramatically, and a change has happened in the cigar industry. Somebody that we've had on the show a few different times um, came to me, to my amazement, and said, can we talk? And it said, sure, what's going on? What are you trying to sell me? I was wondering if I could come to work for you at the stores. Hmm. And here's a guy that gets paid more doing what he does than a retail store would pay him. But um, it's burnout. You know, it's the road is a tough thing. And we had the conversation with them talking about the road and how many miles are put on. They put 50,000 miles on their car a year. It's brutal. And it's windshield time and how much from one place to another. And we're only talking New England that it's not way too far. You know, you talk some of these states. Texas. Yeah, they go hours before they get Four hours to hit the first account. Uh, But Jim Price, formerly of CLE, Aroa, uh, came to me and asked me. Right after the meatball event, he came in last place, and uh, he felt he, <laughs> he felt did come in last place. Guys. It was Ty. No, he, he came in last place. He was announced first, therefore he was last. Yeah, uh, mm. but came to me and said, uh, "I want to come to work with two guys." Mm. And uh, after a conversation with Christian Aroa and them, I want to make sure everybody's all right. Uh, that's called poaching when you tr- take somebody from one thing and bring them on to the other. I'm not doing that. He came to me. Uh, but Christian was all right. He understands that um, the road is tough. And uh, we'll get into that on the after show and get deeper into it. But um, is the writing on the walls for reps? Some people are looking at it as they're less valuable than they were before, which they're the same exact as they were before, but the world changed around it's, them. It, you don't buy a new brand because you have a relationship necessarily with the manufacturer. We don't know most of the manufacturers. We know a handful, but we know a handful because they had good reps to begin with, and that's how that introduction happened. Yeah. The rep is, I think, everything. Wow, stronger than I thought it was going to be. I'm is a little further right along age? than you are, but yeah, yeah. The, the, there is, uh, there is no punchy, shortage yeah. little of punchy strength. For, punchy for a Perla Del Mar, which you, you wouldn't think. Now, I haven't tried the new Connecticut... And the Numidora to see how different they are, then I know them both well. This one I have never had, so um, here we have it here. But uh, that being said, let's get to mailbag number one. What Oof. are we doing? We got a prize to give away? Or? It's right here. Yeah, we. this is the, <laughs> this <laughs> this is is the, the mailbag edition. segment yeah. brought to you by uh, Trinidad Cigars. And this week's prize is a flag, a wireless speaker, a hat, and a deflated soccer ball yeah. that, that will inflate. And hold all given, of the air. Given the appropriate tools. And you can you could play soccer with it. It's a over a hundred dollar value and it's brought to you by Trinidad Cigars. And the best email of the week is gonna we have, win that. And we have three of them. We have three. And uh we'll judge which one's gonna uh, win that. And the, next week, by the way, the prize changes. But right. we've done that. This is a few why weeks in a row. this is why you should write in when you have an idea to write in and not hold on to it, because this week is weak. Weak. It's, it's a, a weak week. week. 
It's weak. I know. And there's probably five people that were like, I should have written in. You should write in. So the following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And the subject line is cigarette smoking. Is it okay, Kevin writes, for employees of a cigar bar to smoke cigarettes in the bar after their shift? With that, is it actually legal to smoke cigarettes in a cigar bar? In New Hampshire, no. It's actually against the law. Hmm. You can only smoke cigars in a cigar bar, and cigarettes are strictly prohibited for indoor smoking in the state of New Hampshire. Every state's different. Every state is different. You got to look at your state, uh, which pawns the question to me, Ed Sullivan. You were a cigarette smoker. Yes. How long ago have you stopped that? 30 plus years. 30 plus years. I never had a cigarette in my life. And now you're, now you're being penalized. You can't get the vaccine. Because I wasn't a cigarette smoker. Yeah. Yeah, I should have I took <laughs> that should've. up. But I, I didn't like the smell of people smoking cigarettes. No. And yet I love the smell of them smoking cigars and pipes, by the way. And I tried pipes. They don't taste like they smell. Mm-hmm. But cigars taste like they smell, so I like it. Although some pipe tobacco I'm not too keen on. It's kind of like- cloying and Yeah, pipe tobacco sweet. is very weird. When it smells really good, it it's tastes really gross. Yeah. And when it tastes good, it smells gross. <laughs> I don't like How about that. you? Were you ever a cigarette no. smoker? Not a sneak sneak no, one? No, no. Never no, had one? No. There's not many people who no. never had one. What no. about crack? Once or twice. All right, with, yeah. uh, with, with respect to Kevin's question... It doesn't matter, Kevin. If the guy is smoking anything and he's smoking it, leave him alone because you don't want someone bitching and complaining that you're smoking your cigar. Yeah, don't complain. Just let let bygones be bygones. The answer is probably not. It's probably not legal, but you don't want to get the authorities involved in something like that. If someone is smoking anything, we got a shot at getting them to be a cigar smoker if they're a smoker. Yeah. So. Try to bring them over you to the dark side with us. Shame someone, mask shaming. Never. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Yeah. You know, somebody's not wearing a mask. You shame them into no. No, not one time through this whole thing has anyone hassled me. So I'm just not. I'm not hassling anybody about anything. Hmm. Don't hassle me, man. <laughs> okay, it's time for the matchup of the week, and it's brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair cigars. Um, the matchup yeah. should be whether you would prefer Jameson. In your coffee or Bailey's in your coffee? Bailey's would be my answer. And mine would be Jameson. Really? And Sullivan would say neither, so we're at a tie. All right. So let's get to the real one, which is more important. Would you rather have a shoulder massage versus a foot massage? Do either of them include a happy ending of any kind? No. Shoulder massage versus foot massage. I guess I'm more into feet than I am shoulders. You're not giving, you're receiving. That's what I'm talking about. All right. I really like my feet. I'm going foot massage. Yeah, I would have thought you'd go in that direction after March Madness. Yeah, you don't stand on your shoulders all day long. You stand on your feet all day long. Having said that. You hold your pressure in your shoulders. Probably the week before. The week of, I hold. It. I have a spot in my neck that is Dave's kink, yeah. and when he's really busting my balls, it tightens up. <laughs> unbelievable. He, he just, calls it Dave. He starts applying the pressure, and after a couple of days, when my neck's kinked, he's like, "All right, I know I caused it. Let me let me loosen it up." But if you said to me, "Let me give you a foot massage," the feet are coming out, the shoes are off. Not, have at it, buddy. I'm not touching your feet. I'm not touching your feet. <laughs> I'm going I, foot massage. I'll go shoulder. I think, really? 
Well, I don't have stress anymore, but what, when you're really stressed, I think the shoulder massage does you more good. Yeah, depends who's giving it to me because I'm very ticklish. So the foot massage is a ticklish, <laughs> very ticklish thing. You know which But way. I love it. Rex Ryan would go foot all day. Who's Rex Ryan? Never mind. Is he a hockey player? <laughs> no, he was a, a football coach, and there was a whole thing with his foot fetish for a while. Oh, Okay, yeah. I'll take your word for Barry, that. Barry would have known. I miss him. That makes miss one Barry of us. Or you miss Rex Ryan. I miss Barry because right. he would have known what I was yeah. talking about. All right, but the audience knows who they are. But um, I think the answer is the foot massage is great. You've gone for pedicures. Oh, where I went for one pedicure once, and I told you about it, and you called me all kinds of names. And then you went for them, and you went. Again, I did not call again. you any kinds of yeah, names. Oh yes, you did. No, it was because you were talking about how ticklish you are. And now I understand when they get that rasp out and they start going to town on the bottom of the foot. I I can barely stand did, it. Did you? What get, is this? This is the grinder. The yeah, when they like. You know something? I don't have any calluses or anything on my feet. Oh, mine are very very soft. Did you get the clear polish on there or? No, no, I want to. Yeah, want next to. time. You know what it is? I'm afraid with the polish that when I when I'm biting through the toenail, <laughs> that it's it's gonna somehow Could be cause. Toxic. That's yeah, so it's, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not that flexible. But if I was, yeah. I'd be chewing away. All right. So early thoughts here on the Perla del Mar Corojo. Let's talk about Corojo for a second here. Can I say what I'm thinking, or yes. should I just be nice? Say the, say the truth. Well, I'm going to tell you, as far as Perla Del Mar goes, this is a winning Perla Del Mar. We're talking, mm-hmm. we don't we didn't have the price on this yet. We Six to seven dollars. Yeah, it's like $6 cigar. Yeah. This is going to be a big seller. It's a good cigar. It doesn't taste like Corojo. I agree. So do with that what you want. It doesn't For taste- For six or $7, they, they, this is- uh, a solid value. So this is Corojo in Ecuador. It is misleading. Which, which may be the first time that's happened. Right. If you're smoking, if you smoke Corojo products and you smoke this, you stand the chance of being disappointed. They should have called it something else. Yeah, I think there's a little sweetness to it. It's a, it's a, little. a good cigar. The, the, I think the spice that we're getting is more it, from it the could, filler than from the wrapper. It could be more of an Ecuadorian um, Cameroon, <laughs> <laughs> an Ecuadorian, anything. Yeah, I honestly, Corojo's hot from a marketing the, standpoint. The word is hot right now, but it's a it's a mistake to call something that it isn't, and this is not authentic Corojo. And, and if you're a fan of it, which I am, you're going to be disappointed thinking Corojo. Now, if I just stop thinking about Corojo and I think, all right, is this a cigar worth six seven dollars? Yes, Absolutely. it is. Yes, it is. But that's what I'm getting to. I don't have that Corojo flavor that I'm used to. Right. Smoking authentic Corojo. There's other people that have rare Corojo and all that stuff, and that doesn't taste like Corojo either. There's a there's a certain, and those of us that like Corojo, you sort of acquire a taste for this. It's a it's a bite that happens at the beginning. That is. It's Aladino. Almost off putting. It's uh, 2283. That taste of those are all mm-hmm. very similar. Right. So when I first taste. lit this up, it was entirely too pleasant on the first light to be real Corojo. Mm-hmm. A real Corojo cigar, the first couple of puffs, you're like, why do I like this? And then when it breaks in and it starts to get sweet and good and the, the spices Would come out. call it the moxie of cigars? <laughs> no. Stop with that. Yeah? Stop with that. It wouldn't you be s- the moxie of cigars? You have a thing against moxie. 
my mother loves Moxie, and I've tried it so many times to say it, it's an, it will become an acquired taste that it never has. Have you tried a Moxie car bomb? Because they're delicious. Why doesn't somebody come out with a drink that uses Moxie? Why doesn't Moxie create this thing? And in the bars, all of a sudden, people are drinking Moxie like they are tequila. I think because too many people use Moxie to clean their battery terminals in yeah. their car. Maybe, that's the reason why they, there isn't the a drink. drink. Cheap tequila with Moxie. Call it a Moxie a tequila. Me tequila. Me Carita. All right, let's take a break. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Pro them. uh, uh, Where am I here? Got a facelift. What other brands need a facelift? So you saw a facelift here on Pro Delma. What other brands need a facelift? Also, two more letters in the mailbag and a lot more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. 
that Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back, and we're smoking the Perla Del Mar Corojo in the Corona Gorda size. Welcome back, everybody. We're about to discuss what brands need a facelift once Dave gets back from taking a pee-pee. Oh, there he is! (laughs) He had to use the restroom during the break, and he wanted to know if he had enough time, and he's a little tired from yesterday's... You, well, you can only rent the beer, right? What do they say? You can only <laughs> rent it, drinking beer, and, uh, wow, I can have a little more. Nice. Pour it right into the coffee mug, mixing flavors. Oh, you made some space for more. I like I that. I do. I do. All right. Uh, <clears throat> see if my cigar stayed lit. This is a big thing about a good cigar. Mm. Stayed mm. lit. Stayed lit. I left that was a close one, though. That was two and a half minutes you right. said I got left? So. Yep. With respect to facelifts, there are brands that make it onto the sale table every year. And the question I get from consumers is, uh, they'll say, how is this? And I'll say, oh, that's a very good cigar. If it's so good, why is it on the closeout table? And the answer usually is, and you can look across the closeout table, it is a sea of brown with very few exceptions. Usually, it's a company that maybe makes a lot of cigars for other brands other brands and they're used to getting the artwork the bands the filettas from these other companies from graphic designers and then all they have to do is make a good cigar and they assemble the look of this brand when you look across the store you look at a, a perdomo case it's a rainbow yeah it that case says you should come on and look over here first yeah now you put that in uh, in the store against say padrone Padron is the exception to the rule. Should they have a facelift? Of course they should because they could get a shitload more smokers if they brighten that up a bit. But that Padron case is a sea of brown from the cigars to the boxes. Padron is absolutely could use a facelift. Despite that they're selling unbelievable. It was the number one seller during March Madness. Yes, it was. Despite mm-hmm. that, it still could use a facelift. So some of the things we had on, on, their, on unbelievable sales – was Abuelo. Terrible packaging. It's going to go to a facelift. Yep. So you're going to see a facelift in the next 60 days or less of Abuelo, and the price will go up. It'll become a different brand altogether. But there it was. We have to get rid of it. Uh, Studio 21. Terrible packaging. Terrible packaging and a stupid-looking band. 
and it's going to be rebranded. I know you did the whole thing, and I'm not trying to shit on you. It's just There was a reason for it, because there used to be a brand called Siglo 21. And Siglo 21, there was a lawsuit against the word Siglo in Cuba and Havana and all these things um, through Altadas that all of a sudden Altadas wasn't even formed and these old brands had to go away because they were using this. They took Siglo 21, which was owned by Swisher of all people, and Swisher said, okay, I'll go fight with you over this because we'll win the lawsuit and they had enough money to fight them through the lawsuit. So they said, we will do it. And Altadas was smart enough to say, okay, we're going to lose this thing. So we'll buy the brand off you. So they bought the brand and able to keep Siglo. So there's a brand Siglo out there that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with studio Siglo 21. Right. But they took the word. We carried Siglo 21. We sold lots of it. So I made a brand, Studio 21, and I, ma- and I made it look like the old Siglo mm-hmm. 21. So that's what happened with that. It was yeah, terrible it looks, packaging. It looks like it's outdated is yeah. really what it is. So you'll see a whole new packaging change on that. Uh, great cigar, by the way. Davidoff makes that cigar. I mean, in the Dominican Republic, top, it's top brand. Very good. I, I sat here with Hanky Kellner before closing. Store was closed. I said, what do you want to smoke? He says, grab me a Siglo 21. I said, Studio 21. Studio 21. Grab me a Studio 21. I'm like, Studio 21? He mm. goes, that's a great cigar. It's true. The guy that makes the Davidoffs. Uh, and Garofalo. Garofalo's another one. Perdomo makes it. See, he, now I, don't say, I wouldn't say that Garofalo is... Very, very weak on packaging. It's in the middle of the range. But if you want to really compared, bring it to the to forefront. What Perdomo does? Compared to Perdomo, that's, you, you're well, not comparing apples. Them, so yeah. let's do it. You're not comparing apples to apples you, at that point. You know what I think could use some work? Me, Carita. That's me, the top Carita. one on my list. Well, he does a nice band on it, but the box. The box it, is terrible. It's like he ran out of energy after doing the Sobra Mesa box. Yeah, you can't have a cigar that good in such plain Jane packaging and expect to just, you need a silent salesman when you have packaging. You need right. to be pulling somebody's eye over to the case so that they see no. it and want to smoke yeah, it. Yeah, it's old no, school. I see what he did there. Yeah, and I think he's selling all that he makes, right. but still, so why it's would not he change? beautiful. Yeah, but it could use a facelift. Um, 2283. Great mm-hmm. brand, bad packaging. That, that was another did. one that was on people's radar for, for we, the sale, but yeah. not uh, not great on the packaging. C.O. Jones, another one. I Terrible. couldn't believe how many sold. Terrible box, but good cigar. Yep. So that, that has to be worked on. Now let's get to some key guys that are out there, big selling brands that what would happen if they change it. Camacho was a perfect example mm-hmm. of it, right? Camacho ends up changing completely. Uh, went through many. They, You've been around long yeah, enough. They, you remember they got very colorful. Yeah. But let's take a Toro Fuente. It's kind of outdated now. In its day, that was the packaging. Yeah. And they did a great job at it. But you could that could be no, changed we, up. We do like the Opus. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different animal. Yeah. That's a but different regular animal. stock, regular Padrones. It looks very old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ashton, again. Plain Jane. These look like 80s. They look like they're in the 80s, and they are. Bacharach, another one. Mm -hmm. That was a Camacho product from way back when. Um, Bandolero. Bandolero needed one. It was in tins, round tins. It was hard to display. Stores weren't selling it. They switched over to boxes. We got box problems. 
with warping that's happening in here, but we sold every bandolero <laughs> oh, we, we got our hands on yeah. despite even, that. Even Aladino, the regular line, really should be ramped up. They, they, when you open the box, the inside is a, it has a little bit of color, but the outside, you want to sell boxes. you got to attract... You got to attract the box buyer, and you also have to attract the singles buyer. Yeah, for sure. Um, Davidoff, it's pretty plain. Mm-hmm. When they come out with a limited release, it looks so awesome. But their regular stock stuff, why don't they step that up instead of just stepping up right. the, the one-time release? And that's why the, the limited release comes out, and it sells so well, and the regular stock stuff has been kind of dying off, I think. Um. Even their, Win- even their Winston Churchill, just to stay yeah. on that, their Winston Churchill packaging, it's a lower-tiered product, price point-wise. Looks better. But the, pro- the the box itself looks so elegant, how would you not buy it? If I'm Davidoff, I'm looking at that saying, you know what, we need to do something with our regular boxes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I see it, and I'm like, why isn't this changing? I don't know. Um, Fleur de Lorraine, mm. another great cigar. The idea when these cigars came out was – that they would take less shelf space. So they right. were stacked on top of each other. It's a box yeah, deep, of 20. Deep cabinets. It's five, five, five rows, across. Five across and four, four rows up, deep. Uh, which takes a very small mm-hmm. footprint, but doesn't show the, the box well is becoming the problem there. Elysion. Plain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice old now you, stuff. The, the one that sells is the MJ-12 in the, in the foil. So right. once that box is open... You sell a shitload of singles. The box is closed. It just sits on the shelf in the in the humidor. Yeah, hmm. you'll see these things over and over. Indian motorcycle. They ramp things up a little bit with the new packaging, but it's still it well, looks so, like an old brand. And that's what I think they tried to do. But you have to mix the old with the new, right? You know, I know Indian motorcycles around since 1900. So you're saying, okay, let me make this look old. The industry leader in this is Perdomo, and he's got the gold that pops. He's got that cobalt blue, the, the that specific color of red that he uses on his new sun grown. Yeah. These things stand out. Yeah, we see it all the time. Um, when it comes to Roma craft, like the intemperance and stuff. It's plain Jane. I, I you know, I, It looks like an old brand. And for a newer guy being in the industry, yeah, you want to look like you've been here for a while, but... As much as we... We say good things about the band itself of there because there's a lot going on mm-hmm. with the, the parts of the band. The box itself is lost in right. the sea of brown, right? Yep. That's what happens there. Kristoff. When Kristoff came out, that was, oh, my God, they did everything with the tobacco leaves around it and all the stuff. Roughs the roughs on wood right. on the outside. But that needs As a facelift. On, yeah, it's time for a facelift. I think when you open mm-hmm. that up again, this is another brand that calls the consumer over for the single because you got the tobacco on the outside. It it has a great presentation when the box is open. When the box is closed, you can't find it in the humidor. Yeah, yeah. And LFD been around since '94. Uh, that's how cigars look like in '94. Some of their newer stuff. You've got the Lavocada. You have um, Andalusian. Bull. Andalusian Bull. The, the Lenox. Mm. Those are different shaped boxes, and those happen to be the ones that sell the best. Yeah. 
so to new consumers. That's that's the ones I see. Do you see anything else? I mean, that's pretty. I, I walked around the store looking at the stuff, and I said, if I own these companies, what would I do? Those are the ones I say faceless. Yeah, another one that we we mention it all the time. Tiamo that could use a little. Uh, and I hear they're going to be doing something. Listen, they make great tobacco. You make fun of them as as an all uh, pure. <laughs> I love how I'm the one. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm the only one in the world shitting on Tiamo. That's me. They yeah. paid the mortgage. Let me tell you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I, I opened in 1985. We sold more Tiamos than everything else combined, and they had red on the on the box, which nothing else had at the time, and it kind of popped Stood out, out here. Yep. Um, the thing is, they stayed the way it was. And part of the problem is success. Why doesn't some of these things change? Because they're so successful. Why doesn't Padron change their packaging? They're so successful. They make every cigar they could possibly do. They don't change the packaging because it's working. You don't fix something that's broken, I guess. But if you look at those are two, they're two Nicaraguan brands. You look at the growth of Perdomo versus the growth of Padron. One is showing double digit growth, and the other one is sort of business as usual. I would want to set my game up. Let Perdomo be the rising tide that raises all ships and get some bright colors in there and really rock the world. Listen, there was panic struck when it was said that we couldn't change packaging. And then everybody's like, oh shit. And then I thought when they started allowing it, and a lot of people did, but a lot of people didn't, and they were going to be stuck with the packaging that they had. It's time to step it up. Yeah, you got a, win- a small window of opportunity. Take and, advantage. And, and what, what happens in printing nowadays, it's, it's, it's not a lot of money. You, could, you can do some of this stuff relatively inexpensive and make this stuff really pop. Dave, here's an interesting question from the chat room from Brian Myers. Roughly what percentage of cigar buyers are box buyers compared to singles buyers? And that's a very different answer for your store versus others. So the answer is really 20-80 when it comes to retail stores. 20% of their sales are by the box and 80% are by the singles. If they had the financial backing to be able to have backup boxes, which a lot Mm, don't. Yeah. And when it comes to two guys, we're completely flip-flopped on there. 80% of our sales are by the box, and 20% is by the single. When it comes to online sales, besides five packs and things they may make their own packs up, 100% is by the box. 100%. Right. So retailers need to step it up, but the only way you're going to become a box sale store is have boxes available. Right. And that doesn't mean one. One backup box. Yeah, it's not one to show, one to go anymore. You got to be able to go right. deep because there are consumers that come in and they'll say, "Give me four boxes of Padron Toro Maduro." Huh. You know what? When I walk in there, there's eight boxes in there because <laughs> we've got inventory, so yeah. I can sell that guy four, and the next four people that want a box can have a box. It, it ain't easy to do. I no. understand, and it takes a long time to build your inventory as it goes on. You can spend your inventory, you, you spend your profit. Or you can invest it back into your business. I'm going to tell you, it's never hurt me buying inventory because right. inventory goes up in value. It's better than money in the bank. So a retailer out there, if you have the money to do it, invest money into, into inventory. It's better than real estate. It's the best investment you could have is inventory. And you end up selling it, and you're making your margin on the, on the sell. You rebuy, you buy more, right. and you build a company. Well, look at the other, the other two big players that I know of in premium end as far as being able to sell luxury goods. You have Jeff from Corona, 
heavily invested in inventory. You have Ambassadors Fine Cigars in Arizona, yeah. heavily invested in inventory. Absolutely. And these are, uh, listen, I, I only go into our shops. Yeah, yeah. When I'm on vacation and my sister lives in Florida, I had to go see what Corona was all about. I went in. It's inventory. Yes. He has backup boxes for everything like we do. This is the secret of success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's get to uh, the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Today, $100. Hold your pee for the entire show. I could have done it, but I You didn't. failed. <laughs> I could have. You failed. How about $100? Eat a heaping teaspoon filled with wasabi. Real wasabi yes, or the real. green stuff that, that you get at the... Uh, real wasabi. So just ground wasabi for $100. It's really horseradish. It's a it's a more potent horseradish. I think I could do it. Would you do it? I would do it. If you had a heaping teaspoon of of uh, wasabi, I, I'm in. I'm saving all these things you say to do, and someday we're going to have a whole show and just have all Yeah, these like the time you here. showed up with the tennis racket. You know you have tennis you rackets in your house. You were bringing the tennis rackets. I was racket. going through a divorce. I couldn't bring the tennis rackets. She got them in the divorce. <laughs> Along with the TVs, the couches. Which we couldn't tell you. He said he was going to bring the, <laughs> the tennis racket each time, but he was in the middle of a problem. And I'm like, can you bring the tennis racket in so I can do it? And he goes like. Can you stop busting my balls about the tennis racket? It's never going to happen. No, I'm not I, doing that. Yeah. I don't like horseradish. I don't like it either. You like horseradish? Oh, I'm a fan. Really? Yeah. I don't like it. All right, we're not doing it. You put that in a in a Bloody Mary, it's a party. All right, you got two more mailbags, so we can give... Th- that first one was weak. It was a question, but it was an email. This All better, right. This better be better. This is a little better. Uh, this is Chris writing through the Contact Us page of uh, thecigarauthority.com, and it comes from an AOL account, which I thought I was the only one, by the way, Chris, who had AOL. Good afternoon, Cigar Authorities and Mr. Jonathan. Strength versus flavor number rating argument apparently never gets old. We've witnessed it countless times, usually ending up with Dave being accused of being a lightweight, pun intended, while the rest of you put on a full display, put on full display a palate that couldn't pick out a dried dog turd from a premium medium strength cigar. That's just hurtful. (laughs) Is there a way to give you each a handicap like we need more? When it comes to strength ratings, similar to a golf handicap, that way you should all come up with the same rating. I know the idea needs refining, but there may be something there. By the way, my palate leans toward Dave's, and I tend to rate and describe things as stronger than other smokers would. Sincerely, Chris from Queensbury, New York. means Chris has a palate, first off. Right. And the answer is two. So... The difference between us is two. Yeah, that's so you should get the handicap of plus two. That's where we should be going with this, which isn't dramatically off, but we're two off. And if we both not get a handicap of two, we all get a handicap of one. I go up one, you go down one. That's and we a good compromise, it, right? That's how to do it. I guess. So we're smoking the Perla Del Mar. I don't want you to say it. I want you to write the number down. So I got to go up one from what I'm I, not. I'm not changing my answer. This is the say, answer. Say what your answer is. Five. Five. 
five. Six point five. You got to go down one. No, he usually is supposed to go up. Yeah, I would have to go up one. This is a six. no. You have to go down one to match me. I'm going up one. You're going down one. I said I'm not changing my answer. It's six point five. So it's five point five. I'm five. And five. And you're five. And that's how it works. You're just a half a point off. I think this is a lot like your classic three-way where you're going in the wrong direction and I've lost interest. No. The difference between us is two. You are. You go down one, I go <laughs> up one, and we nail it. You typically say things are stronger than what they are, right? Yes. And I typically say things are milder than what you say, right? In this case, I said it's stronger than what you said. Oh, you're way off. On you're this. way off. Well, you and I are right, and he's wrong. That's not. Oh, that this, could be that true. Is not oh, how that this did works. happen backwards this yeah. time. It's the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're drinking, you can handle a stronger cigar. Right. That actually did not work. It looked like it, we nailed it exactly, but it isn't. It's just like classic three-way. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of this is what you think is the cigarauthority.com. This is what I think is the best. The subject line is what gives. Imagine my surprise and delight when I saw the after show was going to talk about the best cigar bands. Then you guys actually made up a top 10 list of your favorite bands. Cigar bands, not rock bands, of course. Then I saw where you made a special package to buy your top 10 cigars on twoguyscigars.com, titled The Best Cigar Bands in the Land. I was thrilled and naturally had to buy it. Beautiful. Then on Saturday's Thank show, you. you talked more about your favorite bands, the top 10 list, and the package you put together to buy. What a great idea. How did you ever come up with such an awesome idea? Oh, wait, you didn't. I did. Thank you. I listed that all in my last email to you that and didn't even get mentioned. And that, wow. uh, what's the famous saying? Give credit where credit is due? Yeah, that one. Come on, Mr. Jonathan. You have my back on that one, don't you? Anyways, I'm thrilled that you thought my idea was worthy enough to use it. You really should have said steal it. Uh, <laughs> and you guys did an awesome job on your top 10 list. You guys really knocked it out of the park. What a great lineup of great cigars. I can't wait to get the best bands in the land package. Not only for the unbelievable cigars and the great bands to add to my collection, but also my royalty check. <laughs> you guys are great, and thanks, or should I say thanks for nothing. Just kidding. You guys are truly the best products in the land, podcast in the land, Casey and Montana. Casey, so, I had to fall on the sword for this because I thought, I, in my heart of hearts, I thought I read your email on the show. And I did not go back to previous episodes to check. I just thought I had read it already and that you had already been given credit. So this was Casey Briggs. It was his idea. And that's me. I messed up and did not read the email. Yeah. So he's got to win. He's got to win. So we give him a prize and I don't have to give him a percentage. Give him a deflated soccer ball. Yeah, yeah, he could have a deflated soccer ball Uh, on us. Another Casey, Casey Carter says, we now have three Dave personalities, Natural, Maduro, and Whiskey Dave. Yes. That's 100%. Can I tell you how his feelings were hurt on that Maduro Dave? It was, (laughs) it was, it's, it has been now three weeks. He's still bringing it up. Not to me. But I walk into his office and he's talking to other people. And then they say that I have this Maduro Dave personality. <laughs> it doesn't even exist. Maybe this is really true and I don't see it and I want to make sure, but there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, what they, they do something wrong and then I call them out on it and then they say that I'm the bad guy for saying it. I'm going to say it. That's all there is to it. I love that you say it. Yeah. No, you don't. I Maduro love it. Dave. 
How is he today? <laughs> what the hell? Daddy the same every day. I'm the most ridiculous. No. I do the same no. exact thing every day. No. What did I say to you the other day? You seem a little stressed. You okay about March Madness? Things are, look you like they're that, lining think, up. Yeah. But you seem stressed. You seem stressed. There is a that you were teetering on Maduro Dave. You were full on barber pulling me. <laughs> where I'm like, ah, he could go either way. You ended up going back down to natural, Dave. It was fine. Maybe that's your reverse psychology that I come in, everything's fine, and you'd say, Is there something wrong? Everything okay? And then I I asked you I, if I you come. were stressed and you said, Yeah, I'm a little stressed, and you listed off thirty things that you had on your plate, and I'm like, Yeah, hey, you know what? I'd be a little stressed too. Oh, I got all the lawyer shit going on. <laughs> I, I have shit going on. I have shit going on. But what we have is Perla Del Mar going on. So what's the final verdict here on Perla Del Mar? Uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's a good value for the money. Uh, $6 cigar, man. What, At that I'm, price point. I'm disappointed that they, that they call it Corojo because I expected something different. Putting that aside... It's a good cigar for the money. So they they simplified this band in the packaging, and they made it look more elegant by simplifying it. Sometimes mm-hmm. when there's too much going on and stuff, yeah. So don't think when we say repackaging, oh, you got to make this thing look ornate and all kinds of things Doesn't going hurt. on. Sometimes the simplification of what it is right. of this cream color with the brown that's on it makes it look elegant. Right. They got the brown in, but that gold offsets There's a, it. And there is a trend going in the industry with gold and silver foil that is those cigars are starting to pop up on the shelves. Guys like Regis, Perdomo's been doing it for years. Uh, Perla Del Mar's now entered that realm. The, the gold, expect to see more cigars coming out with gold and silver foil as an accent color. Well, I told you, we're working on Garofalo. Wait till you see... The versions, hmm. I was supposed to get something today that was overnighted to me. To, I'm okay to look at it on screen, but they're not. They said, we need you to actually see it. Right. And they just keep overnighting stuff to us. But uh, we're probably, because this gets made in Holland and stuff, six months away from the final hmm. done product and stuff. But again, the product, I, I, I was going to say the product is not going to change. The, the product is going to change because the ring gauge is going to change. Huh. So things are going to change a little bit when it comes to that, uh, but um, it's going to show differently. I'm not just talking the talk; I'm walking the walk now, too. Are I, you going to get a Maduro you like or no? No, you just get whatever <laughs> Nick makes. I smoked a Maduro and I said it's just too strong. Can we do something to Maduro? And he says, "You're wrong. Please don't. <laughs> I know it's your name that's on it. Can you just let us do our thing? Because honestly, I had nothing to do with." They walked in there's one two, day and said, here you go. There's and- two Maduros in the store that sell very well. Perdomo Maduro and Padron Maduro. Outside of that, the natural outsells everything. With Perdomo, other than his champagne, his Maduros crank. Yeah. When it comes to the to 10th anniversary blue Maduro, I can smoke it and I yeah. love it. But the other ones are way too heavy for me. And so is the Garofalo Maduro. It's just way too heavy for me, but it sells. So let me shut up and let him do his thing, and and uh, that's it. Don't right? go Maduro Dave on Nick Perdomo. I Don't beg go, you. There is, no, there is no Maduro Dave. <laughs> All right, that's it. Next week, people talk shit about my pronunciation. It's true. But this time, we're going to discuss cigar vocabulary. Let's see who knows what. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible you learned something today, which makes you The Cigar Authority.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.